Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. This is episode number 84. Um, still hard to believe that um, if you have been listening to this for that whole that whole time that you're still here and that you haven't got uh, sick of my sick to death of my voice. Um, if you is your first time listening to this, I hope that you do um, enjoy it. I hope that you maybe perhaps go back and, and sort of listen to some of the earlier episodes. Um, we've had an incredible amount of guests on. Um, there hasn't been too too many new guests on lately. Um, that is mainly simply because just due to, to time and arranging episodes with guests at times can often uh, take a lot of email and back and forth um, and things have just been pretty damn busy um, but we will endeavour to get some get some new guests on here um, in 2021. Um, please also remember that if you have any sort of specific topics that you would like to sort of discuss or you know you want to just pitch a, an episode idea to me uh, by all means just drop me a DM on uh, on Instagram um, and I'll put it into the consideration for topics of this episode but there's, there's never really a topic that, um, that I wouldn't be open to open to discussing as you'll see there's there's a range of, of topics in the past sort of 84 episodes um but by the time this goes live um this will be maybe about five six days away from my 31st birthday and slowly starting to realize that the years are um beginning to creep up on me um Another sort of week down, another week closer to the gyms being opening, which I'm sure that everyone out there that is still training from their living room um, absolutely cannot wait for. Um, my situation, uh, you know, where I stay has been been absolutely fine, um, but you know, I, I just really want it for for clients. Um, it'll be the third, fourth, fifth time I'm sure that us online coaches have went to revamp all of our clients' programs, um, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and and the gym's been opening and them just sort of doing the do. As they say, um, prep for me will start um, by the time this goes live. The uh, the following week, Monday the 22nd, I think, of March, is when prep will begin um, for the Tubros Qualifier uh, on the 4th of July. Um, and then the finals, three weeks later, um, if I can get a show in between them or the week after, um, I, I will do that. I really want to get a show abroad just to experience it um, see what the, the European calibre is like and judge myself against them. Um, I think that'd be an awesome experience to do. Um, so yeah, anyway, less about me, um, more about to today's episode. Uh, I'm actually going to use examples of my own journey in this uh, as well as some clients to just try and give you uh, more of an understanding of how you can um, improve from show to show. Um, I guess you could also say that this would um, be applicable if you're wanting to improve from, let's say, one photo shoot um, to the next one, which would maybe be the, the following year or, or whatever. Um, and if if you haven't done a show or um, a photo shoot, you may have heard sort of some people describing this process being, you know, somewhat uh, somewhat addictive. You know. For the when you step off stage for the the first time, um, there often tends to be a, a massive sort of deflation feeling because you've prepared for so long. Um, it was building up, it was building up, and all of a sudden it's came kind of tumbling down. Um, there can be a, you can you can feel kind of like a little flat. So instantly you go right, I want to do this again, and may, maybe at that point you say right, I'm going to go next year. However, the last thing that you would want to do 
is to show up next season and look exactly the fucking same as you did uh, that first time. And I guess that's probably like, that's probably the biggest fear I think that a lot of competitors have is that when they diet down or they're kind of like in that halfway, that midpoint, they're kind of like, mm, that, like I'm starting to wonder, have you even made any improvements? Oh, I'm starting to wonder like, oh God, do I even look any different? And I think there's always that sort of little little part of self-doubt, even if you had have a productive productive off-season. And really the only way that you could end up looking the same, if not possibly worse, would be having quite a, a poor off-season. For those of you that are not sure what the words off-season mean, well, you have a, an on-season by which is a few months where you're dieting for the show and maybe you compete in multiple shows. Your off-season would be the this phase that comes right after that um which you would prepare for the show the next year just like a let's say like a sports team like a fo- football team would have an off season um and they would sort of do different things to prepare for the the season ahead we you know bodybuilders will sort of do the same thing um so i guess if, if we just took it from uh took it from a competitive standpoint um in in general the, the kind of number one thing i would say to make sure you come back better would be ask the judges what what their feedback is. A lot of federations these days will offer will offer that, um, and, and I would say it's really one of the most like crucial opportunities for self improvement that you have that so many competitors miss out on because the main reason they miss out on it is that some some federations will say you can get feedback. But you have to wait until the show is over. So for some for some athletes that are on stage like early on in the show, now bear in mind some shows go all day. Um, maybe they come off, maybe they're a bit frustrated, they're tired, they're on a high or whatever it is. Um, a whole bag of emotions really depend upon how it went and can depend on how you feel. Uh, you maybe then just, the last thing you want to do is hang around. So you then just, you just fuck off. Maybe you just go get, go Mickey D's or whatever and by all means that's cool but I want you to think about it. Like you dedicated a large proportion, like a large portion of the year towards competing, um, and you're you're likely going to do that. You're planning on going to do that again at some point in the future. Would it not make sense to ask the people that are judging you on what they think you need to do to improve for for next time? I for sure think it would be the most sensible thing to do. Now, different federations maybe perhaps structure their um, their feedback process slightly differently. You know, for some of them, you can go up to the di- the, the judges directly. I've done this with clients. Um, I have one client, Indra, who's a figure girl. I remember a couple of years ago, like we hung about. She's like, "Von, do you want to come?" You know, last the judges. Um, at the time, we kind of knew right. We need we need a bit more muscle. We need to be a bit more conditioned. But at the same time, it was just good getting the clarification from the judges and then other other sort of tips that we hadn't really thought of um, there are some feds that may ask you to to pay uh, a certain fee they may be saying right cool if you want feedback um, it's an extra you know it's a £10 fee or, or something like that and email this this uh, email address and you'll get um, you know you'll get your feedback alternatively like you know some federations might uh, provide feedback a few days after the show I know that two bros um I think it's simply like you, you DM them, you send them a DM on Instagram uh, with your sort of uh, competitor number, some photographs I think, and then they, they kind of give you a reply a few days later. Um, 
with you know without a shadow of a doubt whatever feedback you receive it's no doubt going to help you shape and forge your off-season programming and decide where you're going to prioritize volume what you know body part frequency you're you're um you're going to hit across the week um and, you know in addition i think if your coach is there at your show as well um they're also going to be able to give you feedback um related to you know how your presentation was or just your overall physique compared to the other competitors you know maybe perhaps if you haven't placed um and the ones that that were um that placed and your coach was there he might say right well this this was the difference between yourself and the top three and this is why what we, we don't need to focus on and um, to come back and then and sort of break into that top three if you are doing a photo shoot of course you're not going to have judges uh, giving you feedback so that's all going to kind of come down to your coach and you know your coach saying right you know what um you look great but you've told me that you want uh you know a certain sort of look and uh, what we've seen is we pulled you all the way down um and we've started to see that there's a few different sort of like lagging body parts and, and this could kind of relate to um i suppose being on stage as well um it's more unlikely like a lot of the competitor feedback will be that they simply need to bring up a specific area like if we took the bikini class as an example and um, they'll often be told right you need to bring up the size of your glutes um or like the cap on your delts or or whatever it is so if you've done if you've received that feedback from the judges um or your coaches said right this is what you this is what the other competitors had and you didn't um or you've done a photo shoot and you thought right you know what actually i've i thought i had glutes and i dieted down and realized that I had fairly fat glutes and, and there wasn't actually much muscle there and and, and, and like you often see that um with some females like they'll there'll be a lot of females out there that they, they're like oh i've lost my bum and because i was dieting and i go well sometimes you, you didn't have as big of a bum as you thought in the first place not meant in a derogatory way just meant from like a actual sort of muscle size um, and density perspective so if we are thinking about okay right we've got some lagging body parts we want to bring them up then your your programming is going to reflect this you know, you're going to be hitting those muscle groups frequently across the week and they're going to be like a top priority or maybe be earlier on in your sessions opposed to um later on but you know i think there's a few rather than just fucking like try and try and hammer them to death i think that you have to ensure that that like how do you ensure those muscles are getting bigger i, I think there's a few things that you need to always continually track monitor and address and that would be okay number one are the numbers in your logbook increasing number two is your execution on point at these heavier loads so as you're increasing the load are you continuing to to recruit muscle fibers and make sure your tempo is on point number three are you able to recover from what you're doing um is your body weight increasing at the same time you're more likely going to be putting food up but you got, you got to take those factors into consideration so if you're continually assessing those videos you'll probably be able to like individualize um your volume for that specific muscle group versus the next person who may be going to need a completely different um volume to yourself more isn't always better in some cases right but but knowing the minimum amount of work you need to do to see a response i think is incredibly valuable in time um and it, it gives you a, a baseline to, to work from you know there's been a few times um in a in a, a bikini girls off season again i'll use clara as an example um it was so this is now march i'm sure it was towards the not middle of last year but middle to third quarter last year um i said right you know how do you how do you recover from legs and she went yeah I recover fine I went, right i want to i want to add an extra uh, exercise 
onto I think it was our um, fifth day, which which used to be uh, one lower body exercise and then the rest was upper. Um, so we went from one exercise, uh, I, I think actually we went up to three, um, or it was maybe two, I added two sets there. And then a little bit later in the year, we had another exercise, a little bit later in the year, we had another exercise, and I thought, right, cool, that's fine. And that fifth day then became like glutes and delts. And then as, as it got to, uh, I think it was last month, um, I said, right, you know, how are you recovering? She went, well, I'm recovering great, I'm getting stronger, I'm feeling good, all right, cool. And the exercise we had added in, we went from two sets on some of them to three, or we added in like a, a rest pause. So it's been really, really, you know, that's just one example, I suppose, of how I've pushed up volume to see, right, I know where a minimal threshold is, let's find out where a maximum threshold is. Um, so I'm not trying to push her there, I'm trying to push her just before that. Um, and I think that we are pretty much there. Um, but again, volume can be completely individualized i'm sure if you've listened to this you've seen my post on instagram where i said uh, the past three four years my quad volume has not went north of six maybe seven sets across the week um two of which have often been on a leg extension two of those sets and um, one which has maybe been a very very high rep set on the, the hack squat so again with for some people they might need 10 12 14 sets to see the same response but anyway I'm kind of go, going off on a little bit of a tangent here. I'll come back to the episode, the, the sort of topic of the episode, which is improving, you could say, year in, year out. Um, I think one thing I need to, to try and emphasise is just taking your time. You know, in some instances when, when people kind of compete for the first time, they don't realise that the, the amount of muscle they thought they had, they don't have as much. So they often just need a bit more time to grow that tissue so that they can come back have the same level of muscularity as those competitors who are, are consistently doing well. Um, it's a no-brainer that the ones that are doing well have probably lifted for a long period of time. Maybe they've competed for quite a few, you know, quite a few uh, years, but they've also spent time. They've dedicated time away from competing to uh, to actually gaining tissue. Um, as I've said, you know, earlier on, like one of the traps of, of competing is the temptation to do it year in year out. And, and that cycle could inevitably lead to shorter off-season, which just don't give you the time to add the size required. Like, adding muscle mass naturally takes a long time to do. I mean, obviously, when you throw anabolics in the, in the mix, um, it's a bit different. But, you know, what I want to say is don't be afraid to take multiple years away from the stage so you can come back competitive. Um, that goes for your natural bikini girls, but also it goes, I think that, that should stand for your, your assisted guys. And if you're listening to this and you're, you're, you're a guy and you're on gear, you think, ah, fuck that. Well, personally, like, I spent uh, three years away from the stage. I, um, I competed in men's physique in 2017. Um, as soon as I stepped off stage, I told myself, that, I promised myself that I would never step back on stage again until I was ready to compete um, in the class above, you know, classic physique. Um, and it was only March 2020 that I was ready to do so, uh, just because I spent time in the trenches doing the necessary work. Now, don't get me wrong, the urge, the want, the desire to compete uh, before then was incredibly high. Um, but I simply knew I just didn't have the muscle mass to, to do that class. And... Um, if I wanted to, I needed to wait. And you know, if you're looking to move up a class, or you've just done a class, or you know, last year and you've got feedback and you're just too small, I just encourage you to just maybe take this year off um, and, and go and 
2022. And I think that from my personal experience through competing myself and working with many competitors over the years, um, I'd always suggest waiting until you're ready because, um, you know, I mean, I've told some clients in the past that they just don't have enough muscle for the stage yet. Not not to be like negative, but just something because I won't want what's best for them. Um, I think that when you don't have enough muscle mass, it's incredibly hard to get conditioned. Um, for, particularly if you're a you know a female, like getting lean glutes, having to get um, your, your calories having to go super low. Um, whereas if you had a bit more muscle, then it would be. I'm not going to say it'd be easier. It'd still be a hard process to do, but um, you know muscles metabolically active, so you'd be able to get that a little bit leaner. So. You know, in summary, at that point, I just say if you want to improve your your package for stage or shoot or whatever it is, you know, buy into the long game and the mindset of being patient. The thing about bodybuilding is that we we don't get instant gratification for our hard work. That gratification process often comes years later, but it's just so worth it. It's so so worth it, um, especially like if you're in this sort of in between phase, and and that is certainly what I was in. In 2017, um, there's a <laughs> there's going to come a time where you you're going to have to accept that you just you're just not going to like if you don't have enough muscle mass, you're going to have to accept that you're just not going to look good for a while, and you're probably thinking, well, what does that mean? This this relates to improving year in year out as well, and by that I mean there's going to come a time where you look in the mirror and you're going to think to yourself, I just look a little bit shit. Now trust me, I've I've been there. I feel you. Feel your pain. Um, in fact, for me, I think I resembled somewhat of a of a sack of potatoes in that initial uh, push up in twenty seventeen. Um, definitely not a cute look, uh, but I went from uh, I was working with James Sutton at the time. We went from ninety four. Uh, I think we pushed up all the way to, I think it was, one hundred and fourteen kilos there thereabouts. It was the first I had never really been um, much above much above a hundred. Um, so it was it was new territory for me at the time um, so what I'm kind of trying to say is if you have much muscle mass you're going to and you're looking to add a lot of size to your frame you know it's not going to happen overnight you're going to have to get um, incredibly comfortable uh, with holding higher levels of body fat um, and a higher body weight you know gaining muscle mass over time requires pushing those boundaries of discomfort just as much as we push them, you know, push them on the way down in regards to hunger and how we feel. Uh, the same must go. You must be willing to do the complete opposite in a gaining phase. Like if you're a female and you've always struggled with that, like I've got a few female clients that have a bulking wardrobe and they have a dieting wardrobe, um, and it makes them feel so them feel so much, you know, so much better rather than than not having this um, stigma of oh my clothes don't fit me, um, you know, blah blah blah. It's um, it was actually an incredible uh, tip that one of my, one of my other. Uh, long t- serving clients gave on a webinar um, to, to one female that was sort of struggling in, in an off season um, I, I've spoken about that at length on other podcasts and with guests and, and written articles on it um, so I won't I won't uh, go into into too much detail um, but what I would just say is that the um, the only the only really sort of value um you'll see in pushing up to those boundaries of discomfort is is when you diet back down. Um, in the case for me, every time I pull back down, um, I pull my body body fat levels back down, I would just, I would see that new muscle mass. You know, I'd be leaner, a heavier weight, a heavier set point, and my physique shape would, would, would start to look completely different. Um, and seeing those changes, um, I think, help reassure me of the importance 
have those sort of uncomfortable push phases. Um, and for most athletes, I think that those those push phases are absolutely necessary. Um, it's not the case for all, you know. Like if you're some, if you're a returning athlete and you've got good feedback and you know you you've got a good amount of muscle mass, then you maybe you don't necessarily need to put on um, as much, you know. But if you're clinging on to abs, lean legs, lean glutes in an off season, um, I think you're really diminishing the the progress that you could be um, potentially making by just accepting right for a while. Um, I'm not going to think about feeling you know looking good i'm just going to focus on performance i'm going to focus on eating execution rest recovery stress management sleep etc etc so we've spoken about um you know we've spoken about coming back and add more muscle mass and um what you've got to do in regards to programming i guess another another thing we should speak about in regards to improving um would be bringing better conditioning um now someone out there is just going to say just diet for longer. <laughs> um, the the feedback that you maybe have received um, may have had nothing to do with your levels of muscularity. You maybe had the muscle there, um, but instead it maybe it might have just been about the fact that you weren't conditioned enough. Now, if you're not really sure what um, the word conditioned means, it's just I'm referring to levels of body fat. And if you weren't conditioned enough, it means your levels of body fat were too high, um, and they needed to be lower in order to be competitive in that class. Now, often when people get that feedback, their, bo- their, their body fat levels in general, in, you know, compared to the general population, are still very, very low. However, there is a certain requirement um, for competing on stage, which requires body fat levels to be at a certain point. Now, there's no, uh, I think there's no, uh, you know, it must be this percentage. It's a case of, um, X, Y, and Z need to be visible. Um, if you were to admit, like, if someone's got lean glutes and you measure their body fat, it's gonna, the machine's gonna, gonna read not a lot percent. That's how I say when clients ask me about, you know, what do you think my body fat levels are? Um, I'll be honest, with you, I didn't. In the in the times I've competed, I've I've never known, well, I've never had it measured what it what it is. I just looked at the the representation. But you know, with that in mind, I think that. Um, it's, it's important to consider the a few questions um, if you're looking to improve your you know your your look next season um, based on that and I guess a couple of things you really need to truthfully ask ask yourself was was your lack of conditioning uh, due to a, a lack of time did you simply not give the body long enough in that deficit to then get down to the required levels. Or was it due to to dietary adherence? Did you you know were you overeating at times and not tracking? Were you getting a, a latte from Starbucks every day and thinking that ah, you know what that won't have too much of an effect? Were you secretly binging and you know not telling anyone because you felt incredibly guilty? Did you perhaps set an an arbitrary you know goal stage weight? Um, and work towards it without properly assessing your physique. You know, as coaches, we often say, right, uh, what I tend to say is, I think, right, I think we have X amount of total weight to pull off. I think stage weight is going to be roughly here. So then that that alone can be one measure of progress in the case of, right, we have X amount of pounds to pull off. Let's let's aim for this amount per week. You know, if you set a, a, a goal weight that's five kilos above where you actually need to be, then that's obviously the reason why you um, 
weren't lean enough. I think if you ask yourself those questions and many more, you'll no doubt find find the reason. Um, it, it may have also, I mean, I guess you can add it, it may have also been the case that you simply didn't have the level of muscle required to enable you to get that lean. And this is simply because that the more muscle that you have, the lower body fat levels can can be, the lower, lower, lower body fat levels you can attain. It's because muscle is metabolically active, it requires calories to hang around. The more muscle mass you have, the higher your basal metabolic rate will be. If you've been to a bodybuilding show before, how often have you seen someone on stage who's not got a lot of muscle, but at the same time, because of that, they're just not really that conditioned either. You'll see it time and time again from competitors who just, they, they like the idea of competing, they're like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, they maybe perhaps go against what their, what their coach will be saying, or you know, maybe they've just they've decided they're doing it, and they hire a coach, and the coach is like, fuck it, yeah, let's do it, um, without really actually being open and honest to that individual, um, about saying, right, you know what, maybe time should be on your side. So my advice for, for getting conditioned um, is that next time it comes to dieting, just ensure you have a game plan for the entirety of, of prep. You know, set up a plan where you think you're going to be by what months, um, you know, and establish specific targets to hit. So if you think, right, by the end of March, I need to have pulled off 10 pounds, I need to be down to like, you know, if it's a guy who said, right, I need to be down 108 pounds or, or whatever, um, then make sure you hit it. And if you don't, then you go have to act accordingly manipulate energy balance um, to stay on track. Some of you, if you know if you've not if you've not been conditioned enough and you haven't used lipolytic compounds, you know, effectively a fancy word for fat burners, um, can certainly add those in, depending on, you know, if you're natural, uh, your only choice really would be sort of your humbang, uh, HCL, which you can you can read all about on the website. Uh, I think I think I actually did a, a podcast on that as well. Um, or if you're doing it in a an untested fed, you know, things such as clenbutanol uh, is a really, really nice really nice tool to add in and can really help bring conditioning, especially um, in some female competitors to help bring their glutes in if they are, if that's an area they'll struggle. And again, you can read about that on the website. And I'm sure, I'm sure I did a, I did a podcast on that not too long ago as well. Um, so if I was to sort of summarize this podcast itself, um, you know, if we're, if we're thinking about improving show to show, um, or photo shoot to photo shoot. You know, I think that you ha- number one, you have to consider the, the judge's feedback and your coach's feedback as well. Um, and kind of what body parts that you may be lagging in development and that you need to then bring up for the following year. If you do so, this is going to allow you to manipulate your training program accordingly to bring up that sort of said desired um, muscle mass. Mash, that's not even a word. Muscle mass. Um, which ultimately might require a bit more time than uh, than you think. Rather than say, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go next year. If you don't have enough muscle mass, please take at least 18 months away from the stage um, and come back the, the, the season thereafter. You know, if you've, you're thinking uh, thinking of going again in 2021 and you'd have enough muscle mass in 2020, um, it might be, um, unless you're an assisted individual, that you still don't have that muscle mass required um, in that twenty-one, you know, this year, for for a while, um, you know, if you want to improve, for a while, you're going to have to accept that you're not going to be lean. You know, don't hang on to abs, don't hang on, hang on to lean glutes. Accept that, you know, you, you know, in these big gaining phases, you you're not going to really feel, you're not going to feel like you look quote unquote good. Um, you get comfortable, kind of being comfortable. Um, but that new muscle mass, um, 
that you'll have uh, next time you enter a prep when you you know map out the entirety of it like i said um, it will allow you to to bring about the better you know, better conditioning as well um if if that was the feedback that, that you got you know ultimately you'll you'll more than likely know the package that you want to present on stage next time you'll know in your head once you've once you've got out of your head you know about say four weeks after you've been on stage maybe a little bit later you'll um you'll look back and you'll go you, you know at the time you got the photos you went fuck i look sick i look great and then four weeks four or five six weeks passes and then you kind of go oh but my arms look shit there and you go oh my glutes can be a bit bigger right every time i diet it's what i do you know i mean before the show i always go fuck i thought i was bigger than this i do the show um still feel small get the photos back think fuck i look, I look sick four weeks after that go fuck i actually didn't really look that good you know i could look better not in a negative way just in a way that's like always wanting to improve because inevitably that's what it's the one thing in bodybuilding that keeps us going isn't it is that we we always want to get better and get better and i think that the lessons it teaches you can can um be be transformed into other aspects of your life um but ultimately as i said you know the package that you want to present next time you step on step on stage that will bring about the best version of you and ultimately that is what it is all about right or at least that's what um that's what it should be about if if you're in the in the game for just trying to win trophies all the time um i think you're in the wrong sport because bodybuilding is subjective um you have no control if you'll show up on on the day um and there's a lot of things that can go wrong as well you know if you're a guy you could spill over it doesn't matter if you if you're super conditioned it doesn't matter like if, if you have enough muscle mass um if you're if you've brought you brought the conditioning in but you spill over you'll be marked down and you'll more likely not place and if that gets you raging um then well probably will but um that's just an example of one thing that could go wrong um sometimes as coaches we need to hold our hand up and say you know yeah that was that was me that was my bad um, and i've done that before with some athletes um i've i've said yeah you know what that was that was my bad next time often see as a coach if you do that your athlete will say no problem that's fine because you're open and you're honest um i think the more times as a coach you get it wrong ultimately they help in your ability to get it right um so as a coach don't be afraid to say that you were wrong in some instances um because your athlete will really appreciate that but anyway guys i think i've rambled on for long enough um i hope that gives you my two sort of two cents on how you can improve from uh or what, you, what you should focus on improving from show to show um I hope that it does help. If there is anyone out there um, who who finds these episodes valuable, um, please do pop me your Instagram story, uh, give me a tag, um, and, and hopefully someone else out there sees it whereby which it benefits them because ultimately that's what this podcast is, is sort of designed to do. Um, I will wrap up there. And as always, guys, wherever you are, wherever you do, give it the beans.